0: felt like someone was watching. Something was watching. We've seen some eyes which were glowing a bright red. Welcome everyone. You're listening to This Sasquatch Show. Brought to you by Nicola Valley Bigfoot. Sit back and enjoy. Enjoy.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm I'm definitely glad to be able to share share my story, um, my my encounters with people, because I was I was a non-believer. I was definitely a non-believer. I wasn't mean to people about it that believed, but I just kind of behind their back laughed. (laughs) And I I really need to apologize to anybody who's had an encounter because I don't think you should ever not believe in something just because it didn't happen to you it doesn't make it not not real
0: yeah absolutely um,
1: and I I just can't believe what I can't believe what happened to me. me's all
0: if we can let, let's get right into this let, let's hear if you wouldn't mind Jane could you share your encounter that actually kind of changed your your yes. mind on, on the whole Sasquatch Bigfoot uh, uh Definitely. existence yeah please by all means the floor is yours
1: it, well, we first moved uh, to the foothills of the Smoky Mountains because it's very remote and it's very beautiful, and we wanted to live by the water. And we had been hearing some strange noises coming from the back. We have a, we have a field in the back. It's about two acres, and then it backs up to a big mountain. And the front of our house is about an acre, and then there's a river. Well, we'd been hearing some strange whistles and noises coming from the back. I had hunted for about 15 years all over Virginia North Carolina with my ex-husband, and I'd never heard sounds like this before, and I said to my husband, these are weird sounds. What? I don't know what that is, and he was not a hunter, so he didn't pay any attention to it, so after about a year of living here, uh, one night about 3.30 in the morning, I was asleep, I mean, like dead asleep, and all of a sudden, my eyes just popped open, I don't I don't know why, but I felt in my, in my every spiritual being in my body, danger, danger, danger. And my husband was laying there. He was asleep, and I was getting ready to wake him up, and it was like, there's no time. There's no time. So I jumped up, and we have this handheld spotlight. I believe it's 50,000 looms. This thing will light up a half a football field, and he had to have it for a birthday present. And it's you have to hold it with two hands. So I ran to the back door. I don't even know why I knew to go to the back door. I was expecting to see deer or elk or something. Never seen a bear come, you know, this far out of the Smokies. Um, Just deer, lots of deer. So I moved the curtain and I'm very slowly panning this light that's lighting up the whole back field across. And I'm like, nothing, 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 and I'm like, why did you wake up for no reason, and all of a sudden, I get down, there's a little small creek, um, had a couple of inches in, of water in it, it's, you know, wintertime, middle of January, so there's not much water, and I, I see something big and furry, and it looks like it's arched over, and I'm like, wow, there's a bear, oh my gosh, we, we actually got a bear here, cool, I've been wanting to see a bear, down here where we live for so long, I finally saw see, seen a bear. As we've been in Tennessee two years and hadn't seen a bear, and everybody else did. And then I'm like, cool. And then I got the spotlight on it for maybe five seconds, and it stands up. And then I see arms. I'm like, um, um, okay, that's not. Whoa, what? That that's not a bear. And a million things are going through my head, like, okay, it's not a bear. It's not a person. It's not a deer. It's not. What, I can, and, and, the, and I'm like hit myself in the head with my other hand go, whoa, wake up, wake up, but this isn't real. And all of a sudden, and I have a side view of it. Now, what I saw were long arms, like a body, like bodybuilder arms, buffed out biceps, you know, just but whole arms and ginormous hands. And I noticed right away the hands hung down below past the knee. And I'm th- still thinking, that, that can't be a man. People's arms don't hang down that low. And I can just see how wide the hand is. And I see, and remember, I'm seeing a side view because it was turned sideways. It was standing in the creek, bending over, getting water, or it was straddling the creek. So, and I saw what appeared to be breast. Now, I don't think that it was a male. I, bl- I think it was a female just from what I saw. Because it didn't seem to have breasts like a male that had worked out, that were all pumped up kind of chest. It seemed like it had female breasts, and it was black. And I saw hair, lots of thick hair everywhere, except the light seemed to glisten off its skin, off the breast, like there wasn't enough hair there, and the light was bouncing, reflecting off of it. And then I saw a little bit of a belly. Like if a woman is about five or six months pregnant, and the same thing, there wasn't hair covering the whole entire stomach, but it was it was a lighter coating of hair where the light was glistening off, glistening off of its stomach, and it didn't have a neck. What not that I saw it was like its head set right on top of its massive, wide shoulders. I'm about 200 pounds, and this thing was at least triple my size. And I went down there later on, had my husband stand down there, he's six foot tall, to see where the thing stood, and it was over seven and a half feet tall, between eight and nine feet. Um, I knew it was about, you know, 700-pound creature at the time, didn't know what it was, couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it just seemed like time stopped. I still, came, okay, and I was giving the description of what I saw. Well, within a few seconds of the light on it, after it stood up, it leaned its head backwards and I could see its chest go in and out like three big times, like it was taking some big breaths, and it let out the scream that is burned into my memory, like just, I cannot get the scream out of my head. The scream was so loud, so loud. It's almost like... I want to be like, stop the scream! Like, turn, turn it down, turn it down. Someone's gonna call the cops. I kind of screams. What the first thing I thought, and the scream was so loud, and so long, and it was screechy, and it sounded, it literally sounded like a woman being murdered, and it was a very guttural sound, like like if her guts were coming out of her mouth as she was screaming, if that's even possible, and the scream lasted. For a, I want to say at least 45 seconds, and I just and I was like, oh my gosh, a person can't. There's no way a person can scream that loud. A person can't scream that loud, and I froze. And I still had to to turn this light on. You have to push the trigger, and I felt the scream send shock waves through my bo- body, almost like the bass of a radio was on too loud a stereo, and you can feel your organs kind of vibrating. Yes. I was about 150 yards away, um, yeah, about 150 yards away from this thing, but I could see it plain as day, open field. There was, it was completely open field. All the trees were in the background. It was, it was, it was standing wide open, and I, I froze, and it felt like shock waves, energy waves going through my body, like, like it was a weapon, like it froze me. And I couldn't move. And I, I just I didn't even like my mind went blank. And I finally, after a few seconds, realized it's not gonna stop screaming. And I I jumped behind back behind the curtain and I and I'm standing there thinking, I this can't be real. That this, this is this can't this cannot be happening. I have to be sure. Before I start telling everybody what I saw, I have to be sure. i gotta be sure. So I moved the curtain, pulled the curtain right, pulled the curtain right off the door. <laughs> I was so freaked out, and shine a light on it again. And the exact same scream happened again. This time, it had moved out of the creek and it had moved uh, farther up the hill, going like it was going to go back up into the mountains. And it stopped in a sideways view again, and the same exact scream, like 45 seconds long. I even timed 45 seconds to see how long the scream was after the fact because i i remember the scream in my head like i can't i can't get it out and it screamed like that again and i'm like yep i am definitely 100% seeing a bigfoot how could i have have not believed this this creature was real i just i can't even believe it and how am i going to get people to believe me that i actually that i actually saw this thing but yes i act i cannot Unsee what I what I saw people say they want to have an encounter you don't because it has changed my whole entire life It's changed my outlook on it everything I, I'm 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 paranoid. You know? I I know what's out there That thing was so big it could have just snapped me in half it, it could have come right through my back door if it wanted to nothing could have stopped it yeah. So yes that it's changed my whole whole life from a non-believer to how could I? How could I have not believed this?
0: Was, was there any, um, any type of uh, forewarning, so to speak, that the, you know that these creatures were indeed on, on your property before that? Like, was there any, any, any of the locals ever mentioned anything, or had you guys heard any screams or any kind of disturbances One, before that had well, happened?
1: yes. A lady down the street that we know, um, about a half a mile down the road, she had some goats, and they were her pet goats, and she kept them outside and she sent me some pictures and her goat had its head completely 60 pound goat completely ripped off of its body just like if you tear a piece of fabric and you see all the you know the zigzags up and down up and down like this skin had ripped off of its body and the body and the chain were still laying there and that happened to one goat another goat she had um, had its brain removed and its liver removed, and these were her pet goats. And there was footprints, ginormous footprints, about 17 inches long, about 10 inches wide, right beside this. And she's only a quarter mile down the street. We also, in the beginning, um, I don't know what the the name of the monkeys are, but if you ever go to the zoo and you hear the m- monkeys that go whoop, that do that, those kind of noises, you. Um, whenever me and my husband would go outside, you would hear that coming from the woods, the mountain, let's say the mountains on one side and our back property, and it would answer on the back. Or the real high pitch, the whistles that, that monkeys do, like, whoop, like, but I can't whistle, but yeah. a whistle like that. And we would come out and we would smell, this happened a few times, a smell. And I had actually had a pet skunk that that lived out back that I would feed popcorn He would come every day and I would actually feed him popcorn and he he was a wild skunk um and and he never sprayed but I know what skunks smell like because sometimes he did smell like he had sprayed before well, if the skunk sprays it's gonna last for days or hours well a few times early in the morning me and my husband had come out the back to leave, and we smelled this god-awful smell like a skunk mixed with the with the smelliest wet dog, like you never washed your dog and he got wet, mixed with the skunk smell, out back. And it was coming like something had just walked by, and it was coming from the back. And I'm like, what the heck does that smell? And he's like, I don't know, but it's burning my nose. We were looking all around, and then we hear that whistle coming from one side of the mountain, which is divided by an acre, and then an answer, immediate answer would come right back on the other side. And it's not any kind of bird that I've ever heard in my life that could make a whoop or a, a sound that would answer like that, and then within fifteen ten not even fifteen minutes, ten minutes, the smell would just slowly fade away, and it, we've smelled that smell three times and it would fade. Well, if a skunk sprays, it doesn't go away in five or ten minutes it's like seems like it it seems like it lasts forever, like it never wants to go away. And so, yes, there had been some signs, but I was a non-believer. So I'm like, I I never even, never even dawned on me that that's what it was.
0: So what other type of, uh, what other type of incidents have been going on on your property since then? Because I I know we've, and for the listeners, we've kind of, uh, me and Jane have been kind of, talking back and forth for the past couple of days about you know the incidents that have been going on in their property and there's been quite a few things that have been happening but would is it possible yes. that you wouldn't mind sharing some of these other sure. accounts i would love there, to get those there's into... actually
1: been there's actually been so many incidences that i, I want to move because my <laughs> husband's my husband's a truck driver so he's gone a lot and he he's not he's not an over the road truck driver but he's gone a lot, a lot of hours and i'm i'm here alone a lot i have two dogs I have a Rottweiler, it's a service dog, and I have a little rescue pit bull. I'll put them on the back deck sometimes to get fresh air. They're inside dogs, and they will start staring at the woods growling. And I'll look, and I see nothing. I have binoculars, because I like to bird watch. And I'll get the binoculars, and I'll look, and I'll see nothing. And when I say nothing, I don't even see a squirrel out there, a bird, which is unusual, because you see something, and I'll see nothing moving. And then I'll, and I'm like, Guys, be quiet. There's nothing out there, and I'll have the kitchen window open, and the deck is right behind the kitchen window. Literally, I can see it. It's connected, you know, connected to the house. And then I'll hear thing, 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 and I'm like, what the heck is that? And I'll look, and there'll be rocks on the back deck from the creek, which is about 150 yards away, where I saw the screecher. And these rocks, some of them are still wet. And I'm like, how are these what? How are these rocks even getting here? So whatever is back there is throwing rocks at my dogs on the back deck because they can see whatever's back there and they'll start growling and eventually the the growling will turn into barking, and I'll have to bring them in. I can't even leave them outside. And I've actually felt a few times afraid, afraid that something is going to happen to them that I, I, I can't even put them outside. I have heard um, one night I was sleeping, and we have pea gravel that goes along the side of our house. We live in a modular home. It's a very, it's a very beautiful home, but it, it you can hear right through the walls, unfortunately. And one night, it seems to be activity is mostly high about 2:30 to 4 a.m. And I heard crunch, 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 real loud on the gravel, like like a person stomping. Right past our window in the side of the house. And then I heard this high pitched, kind of gremlin y voice. Like, it was doing a high pitch. And it was like, Yay! and I was like, what the? Oh my gosh, I can't even. I'm like hitting myself on the head again. Like, this can't be, you can't be hearing this. This is not real. And of course, my husband has passed out. And I'm unconscious, and I try to wake him up. And he's like, okay, sure, honey. <laughs> can't get him to wake up so I'm hearing this and it's like and then something answers it back in the same kind of of gibberish talk and I'm like wow I can't I can't believe I, I I'm hearing this and then I get up and I want to look out there and I see the front motion lights two motion lights are on and I'm like no I'm, I can't I can't see this thing again so I don't look because I don't want to see it again and, and I lay down um, there was a there was also an incident where I had to go into town. But before we get into that, miles
0: Jane, Jane, before we yeah. get into that, I, I want to ask: uh, Are you telling anybody at, at, at this point that what's what's happening on your your property? Have you told anybody? Have you talked to your husband? Have you told a friend? Have you called anybody? Have you called like?
1: Oh yeah, what's I told, going on I with told you my when, husband, when... and he and he at first found it hard to believe. Because, like me, it changes your whole changes your whole world. Where you 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 know you grow up and you're being told monsters aren't real, and then you see a monster. I mean, where do you even where do you even put that in your head? Monsters aren't real, kids. The Easter bunny isn't real, and then then you then you see the freaking Easter bunny. I mean, where where do you even put that? But no, he believes me because my friends and people that know me know that I am a person of my word and I do not lie I you know I'm I am a, an honest person I'm a Christian I'm a good person you know I don't smoke I don't drink I don't do drugs and if I tell somebody something then they they know me they know it's the truth They 100 percent believe me and even though they say like you I find it, it's hard, so hard to believe but I believe you it just hasn't happened to me but I definitely believe you and I'm sorry you had to go through that so yeah they they believe me and they they don't know what to do with it either (laughs) they're just kind of like you know be careful
0: yeah did did you call anybody like i mean there's there are research organizations in in your area i
1: called uh well i had reached out to the smoky mountain investigate bigfoot investigation team and they came out and they found several tree structures right across the street from our property, literally I can see it from my front door, right inside the woods, probably a two minute walk. Tree structures look like teepees. Um, all kinds of broken trees, big trees that were purposely snapped off, probably ten of them and they're all going in the same direction, and footprints all over the place. And they're like, Wow, we want to come we want we would really like to come out here. And do a night investigation and sit on your back porch. And the reason I had reached out to them is because I was so afraid. I didn't know what to do. And I thought maybe they could help and they could do something. And then after they came out and me and my husband, we were going to do it. And then me and my husband talked about it. And he had a good point. he was like, Carrie, these creatures are out here. You know, you're having all kinds of encounters with them. I'm hearing sounds and whistles and whoops. And I'm seeing footprints too. And this team wants to come out here and investigate and sit on our property where these creatures will see these people sitting on our back deck. And, you know, that might anger them. And you're, you're here alone. And we have animals. And I couldn't protect you from one of these things anyway if it did anger it or if they did do something to, to upset these things. And these people get to go back home, and we don't. This is our home. That's a and good. I'm point. like, you're right. That's, that's a, bad a very good idea, point. But. Yeah,
0: that's actually a really good point.
1: Yeah, and I said that's that's a bad idea because, and I was gonna do it because I thought they could do something. But what are they gonna do against a creature that most people don't believe that even exists, or if they believe it exists, they don't. You know, they, there's nothing they can do about it, or they want to do about it. An 800 pound creature or bigger. It's eight to nine feet tall. That has superhuman speed and strength, and it can disappear in a split second. And it can scream that that loud and that long. What is a what is a <laughs> what is one of us going to do against something like that? Absolutely nothing except get hurt or or disappear. You know, and I don't, or or have your animals hurt. And I I'm not trying to I'm trying to live in peace with these things because I know that they're real. And every time I I talk about them. It just it makes me feel against everything I believe. I believe because I've been raised to believe monsters and things like this don't exist. And they're not real, but they are real because I, I saw one. And like I said, I don't take any kind of, of medications that would, you know, I take a thyroid medication. <laughs> Big deal. That's, that's not going to interfere with, with what I'm seeing. I don't take any kind of drugs. I don't drink, so I can't even use that. As an excuse, I was a completely sober sound nine when I saw this, and I can't, you know, I can't undo what I saw that they're real. I saw um, deer legs one time, which was a very, very, very scary and kind of interesting thing. Now remember, I hunted for fifteen plus years, a very avid hunter, deer and turkey with my ex-husband, hundreds and hundreds of hours, so I know the woods very well. And we were poor, so when we grew up on the border of West Virginia and Virginia, our thing was to play in the woods as kids. So I know the woods very, very good, and what's supposed to be in there, and what isn't, the sounds that come from the woods. So in and, and, and hunting, you know, I, I know how you skin a deer and what it's supposed to look like. Well, I drove to the end of our road, which is about a quarter of a mile away to go into town, and there's a stop sign and you can go right to go into town and left there's a there's a giant bridge that goes over a big waterway one of the main waterways in here called the French Broad River and um, on the left side it's a steep drop-off with giant boulders probably the size of like the hood of your car big boulders whole bunch of those Um, and then they go down this cliff to the water and I think they, they put them there so the so the mud doesn't slide down into the river. Well, anyway, when I look to the right, before I went off, I, I have a service dog, my Rottweiler, and he was looking out the back window, and he was staring at the woods again, growling. And then I'm like, thinking, oh, my gosh, here we go again. And I'm looking, and I'm like, buddy, there's nothing, there's nothing over there. And I'm looking, and I don't see anything. But all of a sudden, the hair on the back of my neck starts standing up. And this is after I had seen the encounter. I'm... I'm not even thinking about the Bigfoot, I'm thinking about, I gotta get into town, what's on my grocery list, I left at home, I'm not even thinking about that, and then I see this bird eating something, and I look over, and I see these two things laying there, I'm like, what the, what is, what is it eating? So my curiosity gets me, it's like 10 feet from the truck, and the woods are only like 20 feet away, and my windows were down, which would, I, which didn't, I got scared after the fact, so, I pull over at off the edge of the road and I look, I lean out the lean over the passenger side and look out the window, and it's two deer legs. Well, the crazy part about this is there's no blood. Like if if someone hit it, there'd be blood. There's no body, there's no other deer parts. So where's the rest of the deer? Where's the blood? And there was two front legs. Now the, the strange part about this is the skin. Was rolled around and rolled around and twisted round and round and round like we just snapped off. Like if you took a banana peel and twisted it around and round, you could see all the the squishy stuff twisted around and round. And the bones were snapped off and they were all jagged. One was like sticking out an inch high and the other bone was sticking out three inches high. They were broken off at different lengths. No, both legs were like that. You could tell they were snapped off, not sawed off, not cut off. And if you're a hunter, you don't cut. And they, and they were right below the knees, too. Where they were snapped off, not way up close to the body. Well, if you're a hunter, you don't do you don't do anything like that with the deer when you're hunting. Nobody does. Even if you don't know what you're doing, there's no reason to do that. And I'm thinking, what what in the world? And I'm and I'm scanning the road. The wood line, the other side of the road, everywhere I can, and there's absolutely no blood and no part of any deer, and there's n- and there's nobody around. This is early in the morning, about 7 a.m., no traffic, very remote, nothing, not a soul around for probably three or four miles. And then all of a sudden, I look at the deer leg again, and I see drip, drip, two little drips of blood coming out of the deer leg. And I'm thinking, oh crap! This literally like just happened, <laughs> and my dog is still growling. And every hair on his body is standing up, and he's just acting crazy. Like not like he barks or growls at a person or another. And he's just acting like he's like he's scared. Acting, and I, I saw that, and I got the heck out of there because that that's something that should not have been like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that that's did that, that, that sounds like it re happened just recently right? like, I mean they could have been watching you
1: that's what i felt that. yeah that's exactly what i felt
0: and they're, they're, like, you have been subject to quite the activity from these creatures on your property, and I want to get into specifically um the the mind speak that you, you, we talked about before before yes. we started recording. I was wondering if we can if we, we wouldn't mind sharing that story with us
1: it's i almost and every time I even say say this, talk about them, I'm so afraid that people are going to be like, she's crazy. She's nuts because that's how I felt about when I heard people talk about them. I didn't say it out loud. Like I said, I wasn't mean about it, but that's what I felt. Oh my gosh, they're crazy. Listen to these crazy people. where are they smoking? Oh, they're loony. So every time I talk about it, I, I feel like that's in the back of my head, like people are going to think that about me, but I really don't care because. I know what I saw and I cannot I saw it one hundred percent and I have no reason to lie. I get nothing out of making this up. Actually, I'm making i, make, I make myself feel crazy even even bringing this you know, talking about it. I don't get paid, I don't get anything out of it. I kinda get the opposite out of it because it's changed it's kinda changed my whole life. I mean, we're even selling our house and moving. So, you know, it's kind of the back opposite. Well, one night my husband was gone Hit overnight trip, which seems to be happening too much for me. Um after I saw this creature, I I didn't have any guns. I got a fifty caliber rifle and I keep it loaded and it's under the bed. Well, I you know, it was a hunter, so I know how to use a gun, and I you know, a shotgun is not gonna do anything with these creatures. <laughs> so I got a fifty caliber gun. And like I said, it was loaded, and it was under my bed, ready to go. All I do is reach down. Well, it was about 10 o'clock at night. and was getting ready to go to bed, and we have two dining room windows, three feet from the front door. So, and we have a little deck, 10 foot deck on the. Fr- so, you walk up our front steps. There's a little 10 foot deck, our front door, and two dining room windows. So, it's it's kind of a nice little setup. Well, I'm getting ready to walk in the bedroom, and of course, my dog, my service dog, he stays by my side all the time. And he's coming with me. All of a sudden, he stops and he stares. And I hear stomp, stomp, stomp. Almost if somebody's like, if a kid, you know, if your if your kids are like nine or ten, they're stomping through the house. And you're like, stop stomping. Every parent says that. I heard that on the front deck. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not happening. This is not happening. here by myself. You know, we've had to call the police or. We've had to call the police before a long time ago. We've had to call rescue squad here for a neighbor. It takes 20 minutes to get out here. So it's not like in the city, two or three minutes, they're, they're there. No, it's a long time. So the, my dog, he starts looking at the dining room window and looking at the front door. Well, most people that have dogs know when your dog gets confused or they don't understand something or they're curious, they'll start turning their head side to side, like trying to figure out, like, what, what is this? What, it, you know, what is that? And he was doing that. He had his head at the dining room window and he's turned his head sideways as he's growling like, what the heck is that? And he looks at the door and he's like, okay, it's not a person. He looks at the window, okay, it's not, I don't know. And he, and he kept cocking his head back and forth, back and forth and growling. His growling was intensifying and stomping stopped. And I'm standing, oh gosh, 12 steps from the front, from the front door inside my dining room. And I'm looking at the door and I'm like frozen like. Oh my God, I don't know what to do, this is not happening. And then all of a sudden, I see my doorknob twisting back and forth. Well, the crazy part about this is, and my husband had brought brought this up, is I'm OCD when it comes to locking the doors because we're so remote. I'm constantly turning the back doorknob to see if it's locked and the front doorknob. But when you do that, our doorknobs make a loud click, 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 and it makes a loud noise, and I'm doing that all the time. So the front door knob started turning, and I could see it turning, and it was turning slowly, like, it was click, 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 because it's locked. And the first thought in my head is like, okay, this is actually happening. Something, I didn't think it was a person. Just from the stomping and the way my dog was acting, if it was a person, my dog senses it. If it's a mailman or UPS, he knows when it's a person, and he, he barks right away. I know his bark. And I knew it wasn't a person. And then all of a sudden, I thought in my head exactly, you know, I said my name, and I said, go get your villain. And immediately, as soon as I got finished that word, I had a thought, which was more like a, it was a voice, but it was more like a thought in my head. And it said exactly, very spe- precisely, don't bother. And, and the way it said it the words were very like overpronunciated thought in my head. Don't bother. It won't do any good against us. And then I'm like thinking, I'm like, what? 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 I'm like, what? What just happened? You know, it wasn't a voice. Like I'm not hearing voices in my head. I, you know, I, I'm not like schizophrenic. I, I'm not. You know, I don't have any mental issues like that. And I said, no, I'm going to get the gun. And it said, I said, don't bother. It won't do any good against us. Wow! So I didn't get the gun. I was just like, Lord, just whatever's at the door, please, just please make it go away. Please just protect me, Lord, just protect me. I just, I just started praying and I just walked away. And I went in the bedroom and I just sat on the bed and I just started praying because there was, there's nothing I could do. Literally, was it faking me out? Probably. But I don't know. <laughs> am I going to shoot through my door? No. I mean, am I going to blow a hole through my door? Am I going to open the door and see what's there? No. So, I mean, what, what do you do in a situation like that? You know, what what do you do? You, you know, place your 20 minutes away. You're certainly not going to open your door. You're not going to blast a hole through your door. I mean, what do you do? And I knew, I, I, I don't know how I, I don't have the words to explain how I know that that thought was whatever was at that door answering me and i truly believe that it was it was one of the it was one of those bigfoots at the door mm-hmm. and i think that it was just mocking me checking the doors all the time because my husband's car was gone and they, they you can see i mean you know the woods <laughs> back right up to where we parked so you, you can see his vehicle gone
0: yeah, and it's not the first time I've heard someone mention that they've heard a voice in their head when they're around these creatures. Because you know, and I've experienced it myself actually. So it's something. Wow. There's something there that we, we just can't really figure out yet. You know, and, and for some reason, it, mm-hmm. it, it, and, and it sounds like to me. And forgive me if I, I'm, I'm making assumptions here, but it sounds like they've actually formed a bond with you uh, to the point where That's
1: how I feel. Yeah, where they're yes.
0: comfortable enough to come to your property and come to your front door. And and be and to know that they're not really going to be in any danger from from you or or, yes, your, or your dog exactly. So, so there, there's something.
1: Thank you. There's That's some kind exactly of how I feel too.
0: Yeah, there's some kind of relationship between you you and um, these creatures that you you. Uh, it's it's unwillingly... almost
1: like that they know since that I've seen them or that I know that they're there. That it's just okay now to be like whatever she saw us. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen. You know, back and forth, back and forth and at nighttime i could hear them coming cuz there's nothing else it could be we don't i we don't where we live there there aren't kids like at halloween time there you don't turn your light on there's no trick or treating cuz there aren't any kids around here it's farmers and older people i i don't even i very rarely ever even see any children it's just you know older like old you know 50s and up older people there aren't any kids and i can hear them from the back mountain Walking down our crunch, 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 our side sidewalk, going over to the river, back and forth at nighttime. I've actually put out three trail cams um, to see if I could get anything. Well, two of my trail cams disappeared. They had a 12 foot long uh, nylon leash that wraps around and was wrapped around our front deck post at least 12 times, and then it locks into a buckle. You have to flip the thing. Yeah. the whole trail cam was gone. That happened twice.
0: Yeah, they, the they, third time. They definitely don't like trail cams, and they know what they are. So I'm yes, very, I'm, I'm fairly sure it, it about
1: was that. gone. The whole the whole trail cam was gone. So I called Amazon, and they sent me one for free. And that thing, it's gone. It's gone off three times, lit up, and there's nothing there. Like it wasn't even raining. There's nothing there. So I'm like, forget it. I just I just put it in the box because you're not going to get it on the trail cam.
0: Yeah, I, I, I highly doubt that. Yeah, they, I'm I'm fairly certain that they have a keen sense of smell as well, as well as vision. So yes. when, you know, something strange comes into their territory, they, they can smell it and they know what it is and they know where it is. And you'll probably find it in a couple of months, maybe broken or smashed or, mm-hmm. or hidden under
1: some leaves or something exactly. like that. Yeah. yeah, I, 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 I totally... I agree with that. I think that they're, you know, just from my experience, I think they're flesh and blood. You know, I think they're flesh and blood. I don't think they're an alien or anything like that. But what they are, I I just I don't know. But I know that they're they're flesh and blood, and they have abilities that us humans we don't have. I I know that they have super. They have they're super fast. Um, a couple nights ago, we have an extra room, spare room, and we have two indoor cats, and they have we have they have little. We have a little cat pole in the, li- the dining room, they can look out the window. We have a little cat bed in the spare room It's put up against the windows. They can lay on it and look out and bird watch. Well, you can see our couch um, if we're sitting there eating dinner or whatever in the living room watching TV. If that curtain's not shut, well, a couple nights ago, all of a sudden, once again, my hair and my arms started standing up. We're watching TV and we're eating dinner. I'm not thinking anything about all of this. All of a sudden, I get this like. I don't know extreme energy, but I I really think they put off a, a higher energy than we do, and I'm sensitive to energies. And I and I turned around, my husband sitting beside me, and I turned around and looked, and the curtain to the cat window room was open. Well, you can you can clearly see outside, and it, if you're outside, you can clearly see the couch where we're sitting, and I saw a giant black figure with a the top of the window was eight feet off the ground. I saw the whole top from probably the waist up, and a head black move like poof, like real quick. I mean, just like speed of light move. And it was it was a black figure standing there watching watching us <laughs> right through the window, wow. and you could see the TV. And I was so I said to my husband, "You did not feel that you you you." He's like, "Feel what?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, how could you not feel that?" And we went out, we, he got the flashlight, we went outside and looked, and there was a footprint, a giant footprint, about, this one was a little smaller, maybe 15 inches long, had five toes, the little pinky toe stuck off to the side a little bit, and it was a very boxy, kind of a square, straight down the side, no curve to it at all, kind of a boxy uh, footprint, and it was right in the mud, right at that window, where something, was standing, I had heard they, they moved fast, but it was like supernatural fast, like a person couldn't move that fast. I wish I could just have something to, to compare it to of how, how quickly it moved. But I know a human could not scream as loud as that creature screamed or as long as, long as that creature screamed. I mean, I was in the house and I wanted to like plug my ears and it made me feel when it, when it screamed like the end, it, like its scream was a weapon. Like I froze. Yeah. Now I've heard that you know the like... flight or fight response. I'm not the flight kind of person, but I froze. Like I just froze. That that sound froze me.
0: It almost sounds like I, it, it, I don't know. Sorry for interrupting, but it almost sounds like you you kind of got a shot of infrasound as well when when that that scream kind of hit you. Uh, I, I don't know if you know what that is, but it, it seems to be that these creatures have the ability to use their their vocal cords and to to give off an energy with their their screams and, and their uh, uh, their yells. It
1: actually feel like it hurt, kind yeah, of. Yeah,
0: and it, it's it freezes you in place. I because I, I, I experienced yes. that as well when when we had one kind of scream at me and um, wow it, it just you forget everything like it just you can't move
1: yes anything. i just blanked out exactly yeah. and i froze in place with yes. my hand still on the trigger on the light yeah. and then i didn't even realize that it didn't like the light on it and i don't know i think it's just I, I feel that they put off an energy and there are some people that are more sensitive to energies than other people and like you know i think we're just born with that and i didn't ask trust me i did not ask for this but i can feel, I can feel them when they are around. I don't know how. And, but every time I can feel them when they're around, something usually happens. We had our, our house. I don't know if you remember this, but a lot of times teenagers, you know, back when I was growing up in the eighties, the they would ring somebody's doorbell and run away. That was like a <laughs> funny thing to do. Of it was course. like, what do they call it? Ding dong ditch or something yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nikki, Nikki yeah Nikki well,
1: we actually, before my neighbor passed away, right Before I saw this creature, we had the how. Remember, we live in a modular home, so you can hear it if someone knocks or slaps it with their hand. You can you can tell the difference. Me and my husband were in the bedroom getting ready to go to bed, like 10 o'clock at night, and you can hear the side of our house slap, slap, slap. And I'm like, what the heck? Is somebody actually? No, no one's like. And then my husband's like, who's gonna play that trick? There's nobody around. And I'm like, yeah, who is gonna play that trick? there's there's no there's no kids where we live there isn't I I don't even. I've never even seen a kid where we live and then my neighbor next door the older lady she immediately texted me and she's like did somebody just slap on your house I'm like yes and she's like they just did ours too and I'm like what did you do she's like well, I happened to be right at my front door locking it and she says I ripped my front door open as fast as I could and she's like nothing was there And I'm like what? I'm like how could nothing be there she has a a front porch with a deck and a gate that's locked it stays locked padlocked, so you have to walk up eight stairs and then her top little gate is about four and a half five four and a half feet yeah about four feet high, so something would have to step over top of that gate and and it was crazy and i we walked out there and I saw nothing but every dog in the neighborhood. For as far down as you could hear, because everyone, the older people have do- outside dogs. This is the country; it's what they do. Dogs were barking in the neighborhood. Every dog was barking as far as you could hear. And I'm like, why are all the dogs going crazy? And there, there was nothing. There was nothing there. And that, that has happened quite, quite a few times. I, I feel like whatever's back there, there's one that's like, kind of feels threatening. Like I don't know, maybe it's the male. Just kind of feels aggressive and one watches, like, I, it, I felt watched so much. I, our front windows, dining room windows, opens up, and it's thick woods, and then it's the river. And I have felt watched so much. We actually put up the two-way film that you put up in your car, tinting so I can look out, but it's hard to see in because it, it's making me feel like a prisoner in my own home. <laughs> I can encounters having these things around, and like I said, it's so remote. The water is right here, there is deer in our yard every single day, anywhere from two, two to ten, fox, um, every, t- if otter, I mean you name it, it's just an abundant, overabundant supply of fish, deer, all kinds of animals, What water, and there's nobody around, and it's thick, it looks like the Amazon jungle out here, most, you know, seven months out of the year. So they can easily be back there, and there's caves, There's old coal mines all around us, you know. Perfect spot for them.
0: Yeah, I seen the pictures that you'd sent me, and I definitely agree that you have a prime, well, to use the term, you have prime real estate for these creatures to kind of set up shop and to enjoy their, you know, their life fairly, fairly, you know, isolated, uh, other than them actually deciding to come and to, not harass. What's the word I'm looking for? But you know, make themselves known to you. Um, exactly it really does sound like you have unknowingly and maybe unwillingly uh, formed a friendship or some kind of bond
1: with I know, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like one of those friends in school that you don't really want to be mean to but you just kind of put up with yeah. right <laughs> she just follows you around that yeah. you can't kind of get rid of but you don't want to be mean to them and then make them go away oh there was there was one other thing i i thought of I have noticed when, and I don't know if you've had other people tell you this, right before storms happen, when we get ready to have a thunderstorm here, usually we'll have a lot of thunder before it rains and a lot of electrical activity, we will start hearing loud whoops and whistles and just what all kind, every kind of noise you can think of except that scream that I heard coming from the woods. Right before a storm, well, right before a storm about a month ago, I was outside with my dog, uh, probably too close to the back of the woods, and I think I sent you a picture. This tree yes. started coming down. Now, there was no wind, not even, because I, first I thought it was, I heard a tree coming down. I heard, first, okay, I heard a bunch of whoop, whoop, ah, no, whistles, just all kinds of just crazy sounds coming from the woods, and I'm like, what the heck is, and I froze like I didn't know what to do. Run and run away, go I, so I froze and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, oh maybe it's just the wind and I'm looking at all the leaves on the trees and the whole back mountains and not one leaf is moving. Leaf is moving. Now it's very thundering and there's a lot of electrical activity going on in the air, you can just feel it. And all of a sudden I see this big tree and I can hear it pop <clears throat> crash and you can just hear it coming down slowly and this long tree um, looks like a poplar tree starts coming down and it's pushed down the tree is probably 30 feet long and probably you know as big around as a normal person size leg and it starts coming down right towards me and my dog I'm probably 20 feet from it and I'm like this is what this is not something is actually pushing this tree down and I couldn't see what well, was pushing the tree down because the first 10 feet of the tree was so thick and there was so much growth and bushes and vines around it, you, you just couldn't see the bottom 10 feet of the tree. But this tree got pushed over right, right towards us. Now we went over and looked at this a few days later, when I got brave enough to with my husband, and there was footprints, more than one set of footprints. We measured them, one was about 17 inches long, one was at 15 inches long, and then there was a smaller one, about 10 inches long. Oh, and wow. they were wide, like 8 inches wide. Why? And they were all around this tree that had gotten pushed down. And, and I just couldn't believe that, I don't know, it seems like whenever there's storms like that, they, they get really amped up and start making all kinds of, of rockets. I don't know if you've heard anything like that from other people.
0: No, actually, you know what? That's the first time I've ever heard anything like that, like any kind of activity associated with, with weather weather patterns, but it definitely is something to look into. It, 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 I want to ask before I let you go, uh, Jane, I, you actually went to a conference and shared your story. I, I, I wonder if you wouldn't yeah. mind t- telling us about that.
1: Yeah, um, Like which part?
0: What led you to actually getting in front of people and, and you went from being a non-believer to standing oh, in front yeah. of a room full of people, <laughs> yeah. you know, telling your, telling your account. I, Cause you know, I, I really, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, but I really enjoy oh, when no, people, no. people get proven wrong about these creatures <laughs> because oh. they're definitely out there and they, people need to know about them, but uh, exactly. I, and, and it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of validating when, when people. Go from being non-believers to all in. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That was
1: why. That that was exactly why I had reached out, like I said, to that one on Facebook because I I didn't know what to do. Like I was scared. Like okay, I'm living here and I'm alone most of the time and I got monsters around. You know, what what do I do? So you get in contact with the monster hunters. You know, the Sasquatch team (laughs) from the Smoky Mountains. And that was when we had decided against it that it may be a bad, you know, maybe a bad idea. And you don't know what these people are going to do, you know? You, you just don't know. You're trusting them to be like, okay, go for it, do whatever you want to do, but then you can go home. I'm like, no, that that's probably not a good idea. And when I reached out to when I reached out to them, well, before I reached out to them, um, I had there was a some kind of I don't know little Bigfoot uh, website on Facebook, and I had asked on there, has anybody else in my my town seen or had any experiences with Bigfoot. Well you got all these people calling you crazy and making fun of you and maybe it's Daryl from the auto commercial and I'm like, okay. And then this one man said, you know, why don't you private message me? And he lives about 10 miles from me. And he said he has had several experiences with with them. Um he said uh some of his dogs had gotten killed, their heads had gotten ripped off their bodies as well. And he said he came outside one day, and two of his dogs, the heads were ripped off the body, but his dogs were nonstop barking. And he said he saw the back of look like a creature, and he shot at it with bird shot. And he said he hit it. And I said, well, how do you know you hit it? And he said because he heard the thing screaming, just like I described, and ripping and tearing off branches as it was going through the woods. And he said he made peace with them <laughs> since then. But he said you know, you, you seem like you have them around where you do. There's a conference coming up. You Maybe you should get in um, touch with them. So I did, and they contacted me, and they said, you know, would you be willing to come and share your story um, at this conference on stage with all these people that bought tickets to go? Because a lot of people just don't believe, and people are too scared to come forward because they get made fun of. Yeah. And I said, you know, of course I will, because I was one of those non-believers. I didn't make fun of people to their face, but I did make fun of people. Like, how can they believe that? They're so crazy. It doesn't fit into your world. It doesn't fit into, like I said, I'm a Christian. You know, I believe in the Bible. It didn't fit into anywhere that I, that I had read. It didn't fit into my world. You, you want to not believe that these things are real you want your world to stay nice and neat and quiet and and perfect the way you want it to and when yeah. something supernatural happens where there's not a file cabinet in your brain okay let me put it in the bigfoot file there's no you know your brain you know, there's nowhere to put that yeah. so it just kind of bounces around like what do you do with that so I'm like yes, I will and I got on stage and I told you know the, the people I said you know I'm sorry for anybody who who has had encounters And has been made fun of or not believed because I definitely saw one and they're 100% real. I'm not getting paid to say this. I'm getting nothing for this. Probably the opposite. I'm sure. You know, I got called all kinds of crazy cuckoo. Was she? She's got to be on drugs. This and that. But they're 100% real. I I saw it. I can't unsee it. I really wish I could. And I said for all the people that keep saying I want to see when I have an encounter. I want to have an encounter with one. You actually don't. You really don't want to see one because it changes your whole your whole life. It changes your whole... When you look at the woods and you know there's a 1,000-pound, 800- or 1,000-pound creature out there that could easily just snap you in half if it wanted to, it kind of changes your whole how am I going to go for a bike ride by myself, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go hike into the woods alone. It changes your whole outlook on, on everything. And I don't think that they would would hurt you unless you tried to hurt them, but I, I, who knows? I, I don't know what they're going to do, kind of just like they don't know what people are going to do, but yeah, I told my story because I want people to know that they're real, yeah. and I and I 100% believe that the government knows that they're real too, and we, li- we kind of live, um, well, it's about over an hour away from some kind of air force base, I don't even know the name of it. But several times when they when I heard these things out back making those loud that the classic whooping sounds and that everybody has, you know, heard of them say they make, we 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 don't live in the rain, Amazon jungle. There is no animal back there that should be going whoop whoop. I mean, that's that's not a normal sound that comes from woods, you know, in the Smoky Mountains. I and when mean, you hear that We'll hear that, we'll hear a bunch of noise, and three times now, I'll be out back, and I've heard that, and a bunch of activity, and then I hear a helicopter over top of my house. Well, there's nothing happening where I live. It is as boring, besides the Bigfoots, this as boring as boring could be. That's one of the reasons why we moved here, to get away from all the hustle and craziness of the, the city. And I'll, and I'll hear a helicopter over top. The first time I I heard it, I couldn't see it, and I thought, well, it's just the sun in my eyes. And I was spinning all around, and I'm like, oh, it's just it's behind the trees. And second time, I'm like, oh, it's just behind. Third time, I purposely stared directly into that sun. I walked all around the house. I looked everywhere I could, and I could hear that helicopter, and I could hear that the Bigfoot in the back making that loud, classic, real loud whooping sound. And another one answering it back, and I could not see that helicopter now, I want to know how you can hear a helicopter that sounds like it's literally right over top of your house, and you can't hear it like it was so close, my windows were kind of like ding 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 ding, ding rattling a little bit from the vibration of the helicopter, and I couldn't see it and yeah. that that's happened three times
0: yeah and i i think I think there is something to that as well. I do believe that certain government agencies do know of the existence of these of these creatures Mm -hmm. and why they won't disclose it i i I don't know that's speculation i I don't want to you know do any of that kind of thing but you know uh, to jump back to to you know your your speaking engagement when you i think a lot of times nothing makes sense until you add bigfoot to the to the equation and then things kind of start Oh, exactly. okay. Yes. That's what that was. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now that explains the deer. That oh, explains yeah. the whoops. That explains the slapping mm-hmm. of the house. You know? mm-hmm. So uh, I think until people experience such as yourself experience, you know, firsthand the, these creatures and the impact that they have on, on a person's life, then I think, you know, people who are non-believers are just going to stay non-believers until they're proven otherwise. But
1: it, yeah, it's it changed my whole entire life. Everything yeah. about my life. The way, don't you know everything? (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) Everything about it. Uh, There's one other thing I wanted to add. I I had forgotten to tell you. When we first moved here, sure. When we first moved here, and of course the the river is right in front of our house. Before we even bought the house, I was like, oh, the water's so beautiful. I just want to go over here and look at it. There's a boat dock, and I walked over to the side off off the edge because you know, my dog had to use a bathroom. and I wasn't going to let him go where people would get in and off their boats. And I saw about four fish. Um, I don't know what they were. But they were big fish, maybe 12, 14 inches long. And they had, gi- I thought this was very bizarre. They had giant bites right out of the middle of their body. And nothing, I mean, not a little bite, like a human bite, it looked like, where I could see like teeth. And I was like, that is the weird, why, okay, why isn't, it- first of all, most animals would just take the whole fish. Why are there bites right out of the meaty part of this fish and the rest of the fish is just laying there? That's so weird. It was so weird to me because I'm, I'm an outdoors person. I took pictures of it. And now, like you said, all of those things kind of, I mean, that's the meatiest part of the fish. I mean, yeah, yeah and it was human teeth. I doubt a human person is gonna go up and grab a fish and you know bite the middle of a raw <laughs> a raw fish and throw it on the ground. It's kind <laughs> of disgusting.
0: Yeah, that would be kind of gross. Maybe, maybe maybe it could definitely could be a Sasquatch. Maybe they're biting the eggs out of the fish. Who knows, really?
1: Exactly. Yeah. But a lot of it, yeah, it makes a lot of things make sense now. A lot. It's just, I just it's still every time I talk about it, I bring them up, it makes me feel crazy because I always thought people that talked about them. We're crazy, but I, they're they're real. You just I still don't know where to put that in my brain because, <laughs> like I said, you raid, you grow up, and you're told monsters aren't real, and you just that's in, like embedded, ingrained in your every fiber of your being. Monsters aren't real, and then you see one. I, just where do you put that? It's different than people, you know, believing in God or believing in angels. It's it's different because. You know, if, you, if you're a believer in that, you've got your own signs or your own things your whole entire life that have been happening. But all of a sudden, you, they're not real. They're not real. Then, oh, they believe in one. <laughs> and then you see one. You're like, oh, um, okay. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> yeah. yes, it's, it's definitely, definitely, you don't want to see one. Yeah, just, trust I, I, me. I
0: definitely know that feeling. So, yeah. It, it's, cha- it, it's It changes impacted. your
1: whole little neat world. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's impacted my life. Like, obviously, because I'm, I'm um, podcasting about them. It, it changed my life that much, so I, yeah. I, I understand. We're moving. You
1: changed, our, changed my <laughs> life so much. We're moving.
0: Well, Jane, this has been fun. Thank you so, so much for coming on. I, I, I really, really yes, appreciate it. I really it.
1: appreciate you You're reaching out to me, letting me share my story. I just you know I really want people to not... To just not be like I was. To not make fun of other people. Just because it didn't happen to you or you personally didn't see it or experience it doesn't mean that it's not real.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. But thanks again, Jane. This has been great. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, you have a blessed afternoon. Thank you so much. You too.
0: And for the audience, if you guys just want to hang around, we're going to close out the show. Stay there. And we're back, everyone. We are back to pull a pin on this episode. But before we do that, we have to give a huge thank you to Jane for coming on uh, and, and telling us all about the stuff that's going on on her property. And for the audience, me and Jane, we spoke quite extensively before before the um, actual interview, before I recorded the interview. And there's a lot more stuff that's happening over there than we really talked about. And I think I might have to have Jane back later on just to kind of clarify and, you know, maybe post move to see, you know, how, how life has gone after they've left that property. But, Oh boy. On one hand, I can really understand why someone would want to leave. I mean, it's not really a, depends who you ask, I suppose, but it's not really a a bragging point, a selling point for a house. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't really see the realtor putting that in the listing, but on the other hand, I think it's very, very cool that, you know, the, these forest people have decided to trust her enough to make make themselves known, you know, as much of an inconvenience as it can be at times and a little bit frightening for sure. Um, you know, if they really wanted to cause death and destruction, I, I have no doubt in my mind they could very easily, but they're choosing not to. I think the curiosity is getting the better of them when they when they do make themselves known. So it's something to think about. I mean... What about you guys? Have you guys, like, do you guys know anybody who's had these creatures on their property, like the way that Jane was describing? Because if, if you have, get in touch with me. Uh, I'd love to hear more about this because in, in another aspect that I'm finding is that, you know, uh, when people sometimes acknowledge or, or find out for that these, you know, the forest people are actually real, it's either taken in one or two directions. It's either run like hell or or embrace it. And for the most part, a lot of people do embrace it and they, you know, get into the positions that, like, you know, I am, for instance. Um, and on the other hand, people just run like hell. They want nothing to do with it. And, and that I understand. So, um, Jane, I kind of hope you guys stay on the property, <laughs> but you're going to have to let me know how that works out. But but thank you. Anyway, I really do appreciate you taking the time. So thank you so much. Um, let's see what's coming up next week. Let's push this button. Let's find out on the next episode of This Sasquatch Show brought to you by Nicola
1: Valley Bigfoot. It locked eyes and its eyes were sort of a a rusty brown color. It looked at me and it closed its eyes and threw its head back and uh, laughed.
0: So tune in for that one because that one was a very cool one. I have my first international guest on. Helen's going to be joining us from the UK. And she's going to tell us about uh, her experience when she was a young child in Ontario. And uh, we'll get into all that stuff. So definitely tune in for that one. It was a fun one to do. But until next week. Oh, you know what? Let's plug the show real quick. If you want to share your encounter on on the show, contact me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A, nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. Also, if you're so inclined and you'd like to support the show, go to bonfire.com and type search Nicola Valley Bigfoot Shop, and my stuff comes up. There's shirts, both men's and ladies. There are mugs. There are hoodies. And a uh, little known fact, hoodies were once called bunny hugs, where I come from. So, and I swear to God, true fact. Um, ask anybody else from Saskatchewan, uh, bunny hugs, look it up. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to go to bonfire.com and search for my, my shop, Nicola Valley Bigfoot Shop, my stuff comes up. If you want to support the show, that'd be great. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, let you know what? I'm excited for next week's show. So definitely come back and tune in for that one. I think you guys are going to like it because I had a lot of fun talking to Helen. So next week, tune in for that. And also, uh, what else is going on here? Not much. You know what? It's a beautiful fall day. You know, the skies are finally clear. Thank you to all the brave men and women who helped us, well, British Columbians in our greatest time of need. So thank you guys so much. I know I've been reiterating that over the past couple of months at this point, but I, I really do sincerely mean it. Thank you guys so, so much. All the first responders, police, ambulance, firefighters, especially our wildfire firefighters that braved everything to go out there and make sure that you know my house was protected, the whole city was protected. So thank you so much. You guys, are, uh, you guys do not get the credit that you deserve. So thank you so much. And let's get out of here now. So until next week, guys, I will talk to you later. Bye.